Welcome to Elite Team Athletics Podcast. I got my guy Tevin in here, and I'm your host, Kyle Cognitori, and we have the pleasure of having former professional basketball player Armand Battle with us today. How's it going, AB? What's going on, guys? Thank you guys well, so much for having me on here. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, man. I, I know I know you're dying to talk about pulley, so should we start with pulley? Yeah, let's go ahead and jump in there. It's that season. I mean, unfortunately, we're not playing right now, but it is that season for the AAU stuff. Let's see what you got. Tell us your story. I know, uh, I know. Yesterday, because we had JT on Jordan Taylor, mm-hmm. your boy, mm-hmm. and yep. um, he was saying that you got him on pulley, that they came to recruit <laughs> you, and they saw him, and he had a good game. And let's see, that's the thing. Like, I don't even know if, if that's a story. You, you know, what basketball stories that are fine all the time. Um, but me and Jordan, this is, we started with Jordan, I guess, since you just had him on. Yeah. Me and Jordan had uh, became friends, like, playing basketball. That, that was our only connection. Um, I'd say probably in the fifth or sixth grade. Um, at the time, he was with Groomington Jefferson, uh, and I was with Maple Grove at the time. Um, and it was, like, Eden Prairie, I remember, like, meeting him, like, talking to him the first time. And Jordan was, like, again... He was really good on the court, so like talking to him again as a fifth and sixth grader was pretty funny because he had a list of everything. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> um, but we just became friends over time. Um, of course, being at the different schools, I think Jordan, of course, had the plan of going to Benil, just being friends with more of those people in that area, and I was just at Maple Grove. Um, and at the time, I think my parents were were just looking for something a little different. Um, my sister had graduated from Maple Grove and nothing just against them at all. But, um, I think just for me specifically, my parents were just, uh, probably looking for something a little bit more, um, at the time. So it actually broke my heart, um, when they told me I was going to Benil, um, at the time me and one of my friends had intentions on going to Osseo and, and doing the whole Osseo takeover thing with some of those guys at that time. Um, but he and his dad got a great job out in Philadelphia. Um, and that put my parents in a position and I just remember we were over at their house and it literally broke my heart when they were like, yeah, you're going to Benil and not Maple Grove. <laughs> and at AOL at the time, I remember I posted a little status like, oh, <laughs> I'm going to Benil. Oh, I'm not going to Maple Grove. <laughs> So, uh, Jordan was there, um, and that's how, like, our, our friendship really, like, really took another step there, and with basketball, we played on a different team, like, that's the thing, we played on one of these, like, uh, I can't even call it a local team, we, we played on a put-together team still, um, we had a lot of great guys, like, we had a, one of those teams, like, we had one third in nationals, we lost to, uh, um, I don't even remember who we lost. We lost to a really good team. We lost third at Nationals with this very good put-together team. But it was right before the recruiting time. Like this is like seventh, eighth grade, maybe even sixth grade. I'm awful with my times right now um, <laughs> with everything going on. Yeah. Um, so we started playing with one of those teams, and we were really, we were really, really good. 
Like we, we were really, we were really top notch. But then I think Jordan was the one. I think jo I heard Jordan was like, "Oh, I, I want to go play with Pulley," and I'm like, "Well, me too. Like, I want to <laughs> go play with Pulley too. Like I, I'm trying to go play with like. I mean, you just heard all the Minnesota greats playing with Howard Pulley growing up, and that's when we start. We like transition. Like we again made a transition. Again, I, I think you'll find I've, I've made a lot of transitions in my life, but. Again, the transition from Maple Grove to Benilde, but we made a transition from our smaller AAU team to Howard Pulley, which is one of the Nike greats. And I have, I love, I mean, you know, I love Howard Pulley. Um, I always will talk Howard Pulley up. I mean, I think I've heard through the grapevine, I mean, that there's just a down period with them, but I mean, Howard Pulley is still one of the premier programs that are out there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Man, I remember. I remember. I was trying to get on a pulley. They just took my money and sent me back out to jail. <laughs> <laughs> Said, "Thanks for coming, kid." <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm like, pulley was one of those teams too. It was like, of course, I think when you're in Minnesota, it's one of those teams you want to play for, and like, it's one of those teams too. It's like you never know who's going to be on the team. Like our our team was one of those when we first started. I think, um, like I always played. We always, or I always played up because I am one of the the younger kids in the classes. So I just remember like Matt Janning and then Joe. seeing Matt Janning on max preps. Like, who is this kid that just scored a thousand points in the season? Like, I, I'm who, who is this kid, man? Like, who, who is this guy out in Watertown? And then we literally walk in the gym at Howard Pulley the day after like state or something. They, they have tryouts the day after state, like you're, you're starting the AAU. Um, and this kid's out there shooting, and he has one of the nicest shots. He has top top five nicest shots I've seen. Um, but just is stroking it out there. And I'm like, who is this kid? Like, who is this white kid out there stroking it? And then, like, he's getting the ball and dunking it. And I'm like, who the heck is this yeah. kid out here with hops, like, dunking it? And, like, that's how I, I end up being introduced to Matt Janning. And even... Uh, like, like that, that's a funny story in itself because I, I, I almost, Northeastern was one of my top three, I think. Okay. So I went out there um, and, and I almost was a teammate with Matt for one of those years um, out at Northeastern just from our relationship with Howard Pulley. Like, that's how it all started and, and, and how it almost went somewhere else, too, is through Howard Pulley. So Howard Pulley is a great connector in Minneapolis. I think everyone has figured out it, it, it's a great connector with everybody, uh, especially in the basketball community. Who it connects you pretty quick. You? What's your? Uh, man, just give me down. Give me some of the names. <laughs> on. Yeah, let, let everybody know. Oh, my I goodness. So I, I played with Royce. I played with, of course, Rodney. I played with Carrington Takeson. I played with Matt Janning. I played with Jared Bergeron. I played with Mike Brockhammer. Um, I played with who else was on that team? Jesus, there was a bunch of kids. Like, I, of course, Janning was on one of those teams. I played with. Well, the crazy thing uh, is, Mayor Johnson. You're the same age as like Royce and Rodney. Like, you're supposed to be my grade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And actually, so. <laughs> going backwards again um before we're, we're making that transition to maple grove to benil my parents are talking about hold me back like in the ninth grade this is before like in basketball you hear about the reclassing stuff 
So this is ninth grade. My parents are like, oh, how about we just hold you back? And I'm like, whoa, 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 buddy. <laughs> like, we're easy there. Like, I, I, like how, how is that supposed to look if I'm being held back in the ninth grade? Not understanding, <laughs> like, big picture what that would have done. But, yeah, I, I my birthday is August uh, 90. Which yeah. is the like I think it's right before the cutoff or the next class. So, yeah, dude, I, I'm, um, you're a month older I, than me. That's all I, I did. I, yeah, I'm like I didn't do the Minnesota special. Like hold your kid back. Like I, I'm like gonna definitely be holding my back. No. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I didn't do the Minnesota special. Like hold your kid back and, and let him be great at sports and just older than everybody and just more mature, <laughs> which is beneficial. Um, yeah. So no, I, I yeah, I'm a young oator. Well, so I want to get into then with your uh, Benil St. Margaret career, career too, because yeah, I, yeah, I mean you and Jordan ran ran it. I mean, you guys got <laughs> you got a ship. You guys did uh, what was it? Uh, you averaged twenty two and three, seven point one rebounds, three point one assists. Was that the year you won the state championship? Uh, I think so. That was probably yeah. Yeah, my, that sounds like my senior year. That sounds you guys like, like twenty seven and three. Yeah. Yeah, we were we were going we were really having a good time out there. <laughs> I think that's uh, <laughs> a very that, way of saying kick us an ass. <laughs> seriously, <laughs> that, 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 and I think Jordan was probably the nicest person on the court. I, I probably at the time wasn't the nicest or like the most most conceited person. So when we were when we were out there, like we were definitely having a good time. Because at the time, again, this is it was stress-free basketball for us. We had already signed, we had already committed, we had already had our junior summers, we had already played our last thing at AAU. Our senior year was just like <laughs> this is our one last time. I mean, to make it whatever we wanted, and and that's literally how we took it. That, that, that is how we took that stuff. Well, you know, it's funny because I, I dug up a little bit of you know some stories from some some mutual friends that we got. <laughs> And somebody wants to, because because I mean, AB, you've come a long way in your life. You're a very very mature man. You do a lot of things different than what old AB would do. Oh my goodness! Oh, yes, for sure. Do. So for I mean, sure. what are the favorite stories I've heard? Is, uh, and I'm gonna try to leave out some of the the real 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 crazy <laughs> details. But uh, you being a giant human being, six seven, six seven, huge dude. What was it like going to a state soccer game? Screaming at the oh, microphone, I'm drunk as hell. <laughs> and thinking See, nobody's going to do again. anything to you. Like, come on, Amy. Right, 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 right. So where did that is, mindset uh, come from? Tell us what even got you. Right, to right, right. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. So this is, this is the start of like, again, this is like every, you see it in a movie and you're like, Oh, that, how, how does that happen? That could never be him. Or how, how does, but it happens. Like you, you are a kid and you're exposed to a lot of different things at the time. Like you are on a plane from the day after the state tournament, like a couple of weeks after that through August and then you're playing your, so you're exposed to a lot of different things. Like a, a lot, we were a Nike team. Okay. We were a Nike team. Again, we, we had high, high major kids on our team. Like I, I will never forget being a 15-year-old playing Kyle Singler with Roy Williams, with all the coaches all on the side. 
and him hit me for a fadeaway three in the corner in front of every coach in America. Like, I, I will never forget that. Like, these are – and seeing and having access to these kind of coaches and then having some of these coaches contact you and then having and going and experience some of these things. So you're experiencing some of these things as a child – so you don't have the rationale at the time. Your head becomes huge. Just automatically, um, you're in an elite category. See, yeah, and unfortunately, you're you're a number. You're, you're a high numbered person. So, like your head, it does become huge. And unfortunately, I was a person. I had a huge head, and I couldn't. I I didn't care too much for anyone saying too much I, I felt like i could do whatever i want it's like and I, I had one of those families and dads like it's like well shit i'll just call my dad and, and then we'll, 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 my dad will come down here quick and we'll see what you have to say to him i'm out of here like, i'll call my dad like, unfortunately like i was one of those kids um and like not to say it, it, like it's a gift and a curse and at the time it's a curse when you're younger when you don't understand that and, and you do take advantage of things and you are very selfish and you do dumb shit. Um, so yeah, of course, when you're going to private school as a junior and senior and you, you have a good time when you don't have any school, like you're exposed to different things. <laughs> you're exposed to kids having older siblings who like are able to get them drinks and stuff. So you have a couple drinks, like, and it just happens to be in public, and it just so <laughs> happens to be when you're younger, and it just so happens to be when your team, your other team at your school is at the state tournament, and y'all are pretty freaking good, and you're feeling yourself, bro. Like, <laughs> like it, it's not a question what happens, like, you're feeling yourself. Uh, and it's like, I just talked to another friend about that, too. It's like, I, yeah, you get to a point you're feeling yourself at a young age and you make questionable choices. Um, but it's like you learn from them, for sure. It's like you learn, you you have to. That that's a, There's a difference, and that's when you kind of, as you get older, you see, like, the kind of things where it's like, oh, well, maybe they didn't learn from that, and that's why they keep doing those kind of things. And it's like, as you said, like I, I've learned a whole lot in my lifetime. <laughs> I've learned a whole whole lot. Well, how'd you, how'd you end up avoiding being in serious? I mean, mostly I would have been screwed. So oh, how did God. you, how did, how did that play out? How did you avoid being in trouble? At what, at what period? Are we talking about I'm talking about that still? state, yeah, just oh, that state, state tournament. tournament. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I was in trouble. Like, I did get in trouble. There, there was no doubt about it. I, I did get it, so I'm not going to ever say I didn't get in trouble. So I got, I got in trouble for it, but it was not like, I will never say it was bad trouble. It was like... Right. No, our mind. You're the star athlete. We're going to sweep this other right. Don't do this again. Right. So it's like it's like I've you've heard. It's not. I'm not the first person that's done this. Like, no. I, and, I, and I'm definitely right. not the last. So it's like okay. And it's like okay. Yeah, it's for real people. For a person who's not an athlete, it's bad. It's real trouble. The trouble I got in. But it wasn't like anything. I remember my parents made <laughs> my parent my mom. We had like redone our marble floors in our house, or I don't know if it was marble. But we redone our floors in our house. My mom made me take a toothbrush and scrub every inch of the floor in our house with a toothbrush. 
<laughs> like, like that, that was like the home. And it just so happened, like I think this happened. Oh, this was the first time it happened. So actually, I don't know. It, my mom made me scrub the floors, take the car away, take the phone away, can't go out during the weekends. I did miss a game of basketball where we lost to, like, Edina. I think we lost to Edina. And, Kyle, you know the story, and you know the problems I have with people from Edina. And I think that is probably where it happened. I left, I left Jordan out there to dry against Edina, and I think they might have beat us. And that, you know, we die to people, they can't, like, let things go, ever. <laughs> so that might be where that thing came from, because they did beat us, because I missed a couple games. I, I did miss games because of what I did during the state soccer game. Okay. And I don't know if, I don't know, like, how many people may have known this at the time. I remember there were some chance at games, like the Hopkins kids knew, and but I don't know, like, if it was a, a known thing either. Because okay. it wasn't, like, broadcasted out there. Again, good, like, again my, my dad came up to the school. <laughs> again, my, my dad came up to the school, and it, it was what it was. But I did get in trouble. I, 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 so I don't want to ever downplay it. I was in trouble. There were consequences for that. And it was definitely something to put in the memory bank. But it wasn't something that you learned from yet. It was something where it was like, okay, I'm still for sure. Still that's exactly a little too much. That's like, what I said. That's what I said. Oh, I'm saying, okay, so I'm like that. So there, so for me, I'm like, okay, there is a barometer. So, so there is a. Well, let's get let's get into like, um, what were you ranked nationally at the time? Like coming through your senior year, all that, like your junior year. Where were you at? You were talking so to schools. I'm like what this. schools were you talking yeah, to? Yeah, um, yeah, let's yeah. let's break into all that. So, ranking rise. That's the thing. That's why I understand rankings. I was never a high ranked kid. I think Jordan was probably ranked like what top top seventy five top. 50 maybe i don't even know if i was i think i was probably maybe i don't even know if i was at 150 after but i was somewhere in that range maybe the 125 but i was never like ranked high i was like a three star or a four star on rivals maybe let me go try to look it up while you keep telling the story yeah so um i had a i had a lot of i remember my parents and my dad my sister let's start with that my yeah. sister was a well sought out athlete she had all the big time offers, SEC, Big Ten. We had Andy Landers in the house. Like we had, we had, we had everybody. I was going to Florida State. Like I met Chris Winkie at the game. Like I, I was doing everything with my sister. Really feeling it because she was like, t- she was like really, 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 really good. She was. She was Nick. Yeah, she was a hooper. She was on like the cover of I think it was I forget the magazine at the time, but she was a real good hooper. So that's where I get it from. I learned it from all the girls' basketball. She had a team with, like, Lindsey Whalen, like, April Calhoun, um, like, Katie Allsdorf. Like, they they had a very good basketball. They had a team that used to go to nationals and kick other people's ass. Okay. They had a very good team. So that's kind of where it started. So I saw it with her, but my sister wasn't me. Like, she didn't really take advantage of, like, the recruiting thing. So when I got my chance as a junior, I remember I was on a trip with my mom at the time, and the first day of recruiting, like my phone, it, it rings. Like they, you're, you're, they tell you, like, and you're looking for it as a kid. The day come when your phone starts ringing, they start calling you, and a lot of the mid-major schools are offering you first day, and they're trying to offer you package deals. <laughs> like they were trying <laughs> to offer. I remember school tried to offer me and Jordan like a package deal to come. <laughs> like for, first day, eight o'clock in the morning, a mid-major school. 
won't I won't I won't name it. Just hey, so that kind of stuff. A lot of the mid-major schools. I think after it was all said and done, I had like probably seventy offers. Okay. I didn't have like any of the high high major offers. What I had was the interest. Um, and I remember like signing day came, and my parents asked like, hey. Like I always, I think I told you, I always had a school I wanted to go to, Texas. Yep. Like if they ever, I was signing. If they ever came, I was signing. If they ever came knocking, it was over. But I was never that kid because um, I just remember I had a different body type at the time. Right now, my body type would work perfectly, but it was at the time where it was either small ball or little ball. The, yep. so, the small forward didn't do too much, and I wasn't an athletic Rodney flying and i wasn't royce going through people i was gonna either catch and shoot go to the basket hit you with the reverse two different pull up then i'd lock you down on defense so i was i wasn't like one of these high flying players so i didn't have like those high flying schools calling but i had a lot of interest and when signing day came my parents were like hey like do you want to like go walk on somewhere and i was like whoa, whoa, whoa. again me whoa 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 whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> I am not trying to walk on. I got 70 some offers right here. I can pick from this list. Like, I am not going to walk on somewhere. Like, easy there, buddy. <laughs> not thinking big picture again. Because <laughs> um, I had those kind of interests. Like, hey, we don't have a spot for you this year, but you can compete for life. like that kind of stuff. And I'm like, hey, like, I got other schools calling every day. Like, <laughs> so I'm not understanding because I'm really big headed. Um, I think at the time I was immature and selfish because as recruiting comes, you see the eyes in which people look at you with. Yeah. So I played with a fan. You don't realize how a fantastic point job point guard makes your job easier. Yeah. I played with Jordan, who was a fantastic freaking point. He made my he made me look great. Did he? Yes, he made my job easy. He had it every time where I wanted it. He knew what I was doing. We didn't have to talk about nothing. We looked at each other. It was over. It was like that. Like it was, it was like that. So he made my job easy. So I and, and I wasn't a high flyer. So you just used to see the eyes coaches used to put you in. And I was a little bit selfish. Like I was trying to get. I wanted to be like the guy. I was trying to yep. be the guy. Yep. So the schools. I took interest in were the only schools were talking to me like you can be the guy. Selfish again, our mom, buddy. Like, come on, <laughs> come on, buddy. <laughs> but at the time, that's what I wanted. So I started at Tulsa. Yeah. Rates, I got exactly what I wanted. Doug Wojcik, I will still to this day say he's one of the best coaches out there. David Kaysan, still one of the best coaches out there. Like this school, University of Tulsa, one of the nicest schools in the country. Great place. Wasn't Penn State really coming after you too? Yeah. Penn State yeah. was really hot. Yeah, Penn State was really hot. Like, yeah, there, there were a lot of the schools. Penn State was really hot, but they were going after, um, what was a kid at the time? He ended up going, God, they were going after other people and I didn't really feel like, so you I, didn't feel I how so you much. wanted to be treated. Yes. Um, so there, there was a lot of other schools out there, but I was going after the schools that really saw me as a fit and a piece. Because at the time I was a, what you call a late bloomer. So I played with Royce. I played with Rodney. We had those coaches at the game. So it's like, 
I can actually do this thing. Like, oh, I, I can actually do this. Like, I, I can actually do this thing. So there's no question about I can actually do this. So I was trying to go to a place where I saw the fit, where they saw, where I could be a building piece. And big-headed Armand, I'm like, since I can do this now, I'm like, what? Two and out, baby? Like, what are we talking about right now? Like, I'm two and out? Like, what are we really talking about? I can really do this. It's like, uh, I, I started at Tulsa, played it on a great Tulsa team. But then you a had lot of the Achilles, right? Oh, like we can, so I'm, I signed at Tulsa, great coaches. I, I'm working out. I gained like 20 pounds. I'm playing great in the summer. We take one of these European trips. We go to Canada and play three or four games. And I average like 12 or 14 points. I remember, and I get to a point where, like, I start one of the games at the end of the trip, and the coach starts the first game with me with the alley-oop. I just told y'all I'm not a high flyer, bro. <laughs> I just told y'all I'm not a high flyer. But we're out here. I start a game as a freshman. I'm averaging 12 points against European other kids, older guys, playing very well. So we're going into the season. I'm like sixth or seventh man. Yeah. Like I'm playing That's a good situation. I'm in a perfect situation. I'm in the situation that I asked for. Yep. We play Oral Roberts like on a Tuesday. My high school coach calls me, said he's coming to the game. They voted me. I, I'm in a conference with like Tyreek Evans. You're looking at the stuff like that's all I cared about, Tyreek. Because I played a bunch of them before and we beat them. Tyreek is supposed to be the next thing, so I'm going against Tyreek. I get to go against Tyreek two times a year, so, and so I'm like, okay, maybe I get maybe exit. I'm two and out if I get to go against Tyreek two times this year. And if I bust him <laughs> once, who knows what happens? Off the bench, I can get I can get hot. <laughs> who knows? We play Oral Roberts. It's a walkthrough, bro. 5 on 0. 5 on 0. I take a three. I'll never forget it. I'm like, I could cry thinking about it right now. Oh, I take man. a three on the right side. Coach Kaysan is yelling at me my whole freshman year. You got to stop falling backwards. You got to stop falling backwards. Hard headed Armand is not listening still to this. I take a three, 5 on 0. I take a step back. Shot comes off short. I go out. You still in five one zero at our coach. You still go after the ball. I push off my back leg. It's I hear it like, like a guy. No, it wasn't five one zero. It was like five one zero shot or five one five shadow. So a guy shadowed my shot and like flew by me, and I felt like a snap when I pushed back. And I said he kicked me, and I'm like, no, oh, he kicked me. And I'm still young, and as I'll get into the story. And I'm like, oh, man, like, he kicked me. But I can still, like, walk a little, but my foot's dead. Ooh. And I'm like, oh, man, like, it, the pain isn't, like, set in yet. It's adrenaline right now. And I'm just like, oh, like, I'm trying to stretch my calf, trying to raise on my toe, and, and I can't get on my toe. And then, like, I remember I say to the trainer, like, he kicks me. And he, like, runs upstairs, like, to our, they film everything. He runs straight up the stairs and like rewinds the video. And he was Seriously. like, what? Like, so he didn't, he doesn't tell me any of this. I go in, I start icing and he goes in and he's like, dude, like no one kicked you, man. Like it, it wasn't a kick. So I feel like he knows what's going on. But again, I'm young and 
I'm probably, I'm not hysterical yet. I'm thinking I'm still going to play the next day. So I go through like, they do a test where you have to ask all the athletic people. They know this test. You lay on your back. They flex your calf. They push on your calf. And if it pushes and you get a flexion, it, so they say it means your Achilles is still there. And that's what I was getting. So they were like, oh, like that's weird. It's still there like when they're doing this test, but he can't do any of this other stuff because they, they don't know that there's another muscle in your Achilles that's a, or not in your Achilles, but there's another muscle that's attached to your leg that can flex your calf still. So I go through like six hours of rehab thinking I'm about to play the next day. Oh Damn. I can't even walk, bro, but I oh. swear I'm going to play. I can't even walk. I'll just take some oxys. Like, I'll just take these pills. And get, I, I, I'll tape it up. We're playing, baby. I can't even walk. So there's still the next day, like, ah, it's not looking good. And I still think they knew, but just signs weren't pointing, like, that it was fully torn. It was just, like, maybe a, they told me that, like, I maybe have tore my calf, like, off the bone. That's what they had told me. So I go in at the day after the game for MRI. And the doctor, like, I get the MRI. They call me into, like, the football training facility. And they, like, tell me, like, um, yeah, like, uh, your, your Achilles is torn. We're going to do, like, a surgery. Uh, the surgery will probably take two and a half, three hours. Um, and then, like, you'll be in a cast for, like, two and a half. You'll be in a, one cast for two months. You'll be in another cast for two months. And I'm like, okay. You're, you'll be out for, like, eight to 12 months. And I was like, and I just looked at him because I've never been injured, like, in my life. I've never, no knees, no nothing. God bless, nothing. So Achilles torn is it. So I'm looking at this guy, and I'm like, 8 to 12 months. Like, 8 to 12, I'm 8 to to 12 months. (laughs) Um, And I go back to did that twice. Well, we'll get there. I'm sure we'll get there. I'm sure we'll get there. Oh, my God. And I go back to my college dorm room and I cry, I cry, I cried like, and I think the team called my parents and then my parents called me and I'm already crying and my life's over, yada, yada, yada. To get back on track, I stopped going to class. I don't go to any class. Again, I'm two and out at the time. I tear my Achilles. <laughs> they tell me eight to 12, fuck it. I'm doing it in eight. Like we're getting back. I got. Well, I guess I got one year to do this. I'm still two and out. <laughs> Tyreek Tyreek leaves. Cool. Like I'm two and out. I what left? I stopped going to class because uh, I just wanted to rehab. I wanted to get back. I really just that's all my life was at the time. And again, as you understand life, like you don't get to just focus on one thing. Mm-hmm. Like that's all I cared about. That was my whole life. So I stopped going to class and stuff. <laughs> um, I will never forget, like, I didn't go to a Spanish final. Um, and then, final. like, a final, a final, a final, a final. <laughs> I don't care. I, like, what is a final to me? I didn't have right, what like, is I a final. Here <laughs> what is a final? <laughs> and I will never forget, like, I'm on crutches, okay? I'm on crutches. They give you the oxys, and and not at the time. I don't understand. Like I'm hooked at the time, and I'm not going to any class. Like I'm 
barely eating. I'm in my room, barely losing weight. They think I have diabetes because I'm losing weight, giving me diabetes tests, all, all, all this stuff. Depressed, all, all of it. Yeah. Miss the final. I get a call from my, like, athletic or academic advisor, and she's like, you need to get here, like, yesterday. I had never heard that phrase in my life, bro. I didn't know what that meant. <laughs> I didn't know what that meant. So what did you do? By the, by the time I get there, my coach is there, and he looks at me, he's like, I'm going to fucking kick your ass. <laughs> and that's when I'm like, that. that's when I understood, like, stuff got real. Yeah, that's when stuff got real. That was the first wake up? That was the first real wake up. Because then, like, I had one of those. My coach was great. Like, and I think I, my coach, like, I love my coach. And he loved me. And I feel like he had to see something. Because, again, I didn't get the reaction out of him that I was, like, in serious trouble. He, But he did. He was like, bro, you're on your way of, like, not ever putting on a jersey here. And maybe, like, he was a very serious guy. He was a Navy guy, so he was mm-hmm. just very serious. Maybe that was, like, a very serious thing. For him. And I was just like, he's just kind of right. Like, I might not if I don't get some, but maybe I'll get it right. Like, I will get it right. So that was, like, the first wake-up is probably, like, first semester, freshman year, had missed all the games, wasn't going to any class, missed finals, wasn't doing anything. We get to second semester. They're like, Armand, you better get to it. So now we're progressing a little because, honestly, I was back from my Achilles injury in, like, five or six months. I was, like, on the court, working out, fully back, fully back, fully back, like, in five to six months. Again, I'm cooking. I'm cooking out here. Perfect. My I had, like, a perfect uh, – training facility the athletic staff was great i had like they did they took care of me like they got me back still wasn't going to no class it was springtime it was warm i had one of those popping schools we had all the sports we had a nice play we had apartments we had pools we had what this is college man. this is what i came here for like this is i'm here but it's like, you're supposed to do freshman, like, your first semester kind of hard so you can enjoy your spring semester. But it's like, well, I'm enjoying all of it. <laughs> like, I'm enjoying all of it, bro. Um, so I get back, and at the end of the year, like, I have ankle problems now. But I remember, like, before I torn my Achilles, the point guard, we're in a transition, he, th- he tries to thread a ball between my legs, and I step on the ball. Like, and I think people are always like, oh, you step. Like, no, I, I step on the ball, and my foot, like, rolled <laughs> over it. It was one of the – it was probably the second worst ankle sprain I've had. But it was just a bad ankle sprain, and I still think I was back in three to five days. Jeez. But that had torn all the ligaments in my ankle. So after I had rehabbed for my Achilles, I got back. I was like – telling them i tell them like it feels like my bone is like rubbing up against each other when i'm <laughs> when i'm uh, running like, okay let's get an mri you have no ligaments connected in your ankle Jeez. well great another surgery okay another surgery. this is two surgeries in freshman year I'm still not doing no damn homework bro <laughs> like i'm still not doing no damn homework <laughs> So Tulsa, we're still in Tulsa. We're still in Tulsa. And I'm back now, summertime. 
okay, Armand, you got to just do these classes and you're good to go next year. We're on pace. You're good to go. College, man, college. You, you figure out college. <laughs> college. There's a lot of different things. Like you hear about all oh, the kid got caught writing 800 papers at the fraternity house. Like, well, that, that stuff is freaking real. Like, that stuff is real. <laughs> so I had some assistants um, doing some work for me at the time, like papers and stuff. And at the time, um, yeah, I mean, did this little paper and literally wrote a note at the bottom of it. Like, Hey, this is everything I could find at the time for you. Like after your next class, just send me all the information from that and I'll finish it. Well, the paper was three weeks late already on my part. (laughs) So what happened is this is old school Apple. You know, you open the email, you have to take it out, but then you save it. You don't overwrite it. You think you save it as something else. Well, you save it as something else. You open up the email. You send the other email. That's how it happened. Well, I am, again, surgery. My mom is here. I'm at my uncle's house because I have the surgery. And I get a text again. You need to get over here. <laughs> They're like, what is this? Or what, 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 what happened? And I don't think, again, don't get the reaction you would think. What happened? They're like talking like, well, this is how, this is what we're going to do. Like, this is like, this is, this is how, we're, this is what we're going to, this is what we're going to do. So then the report, as again, a lot of people know me. And as a Kyle understands, yeah. Armand has matured a lot. Yeah. A lot of people only know if you only type Armand battling to this day, USA Today. That's what a lot of people know Armand as. So, again, again, as Kyle knows as mature, I, I've been working back against USA Today. Is, is it still on USA Today right there? I'm sure, I'm sure it is. I, I think <laughs> even ESPN did something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so you got caught, obviously, with somebody writing your papers at Tulsa. Yeah. The USA Today picked it up, and what was that? Like, no, I think this they is didn't the pick tricky up thing that, that we, I, I think, we laugh about. Just, though, is yeah, you 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 sit there and you say, "Man, if I just would have read the damn thing, I could have deleted that. I've been fine." Like you just <laughs> forgot the one note right at the end, and you just forward it right away. And, no, and, and no, just to clarify, I don't think I don't know where my phone is. I don't think the USA Today it it just said like again the report is. Tulsa basketball player gets dismissed from school. And And that's the, they don't say why, but that's the report that's out there. Yeah. Tulsa basketball player by name, Armand Battle. As we all understand, everybody Googles everybody. I I meet somebody to this day and I'm like, by the time I, (laughs) by the time I ask you for your name another time, I've Googled you. So it's like, I understand that part is out there, but, but it's like, as I have very close people understand, like people do understand me as a young, crazy kid. Like that is who people understand me. And it's, it is unfortunate on my part. Cause I did do a lot of that. They do and you're nowhere know, near that same kid anymore. You know what right, I mean? Right. Right. Exactly. I, I'm so, but that is unfortunate. Like again, probably class reunion. If I go to one, that is like what people are going to understand Armand as like, Oh, he, he acted like this all the way through Benil. And then he went to Tulsa for one year, and then no one knows what happened. After, no one really knows what happened after Tulsa. Like, 
But yeah. you all you have to do is put in Armand Battle right now, and I think it's like top one or two things. Armand Battle dismissed from Tulsa for team rules. Okay, and, and yeah, what was, it, it's, what was the reception. What was the reception like on campus? Like when that initially broke, was there like a lot of anger because you're in the spotlight of being supposed to be the star athlete on the basketball team, or did people kind of not really? Um, I think it, it was. It was for me myself because I think at the time I had a lot of that notoriety going in. They were like, like God damn, like this kid really didn't do nothing. <laughs> like this kid really came and went and did. so I think a few people, a few, and this is why I say a few because a few people were really like that, and and, and that's on their part. As I understand people, that is their entitlement to only understand part of situations. But I think for the most part, I still have friends to this day from the University of Tulsa. And I think for the most part, maybe they have seen a transition, but I don't think they would say right now until the still here from then. But I'm still friends with them to this day because I built relationships with these people that were real relationships. So, yes, I did do these things that weren't correct and, and that I would definitely do over again but in doing that i still built these relationships with these people where i believe that they can still see some something they, they still see maybe some kind of a glimmer of good in me still to want to be a, a friend or extend that friendship on their part um but i definitely probably understand i i, I probably have a, a a couple teammates that probably like god dang he really messed up and maybe messed up something for us all and, yeah. and um definitely i probably have there there are probably teammates i haven't really talked to that probably feel that exact way um because of what i, I it was reckless like i i was reckless like I, it was reckless at the time i think that's what a lot of people understand yeah and then and i after that obviously <clears throat> get dismissed from the team now you're still wanting to play basketball you're looking whether it's a different college or a, oh, god what, what was like <laughs> What was that? Was there like a? Because now you have to answer that, that question all the time when you're talking to other coaches. Like, what what was that kind of post Tulsa period like? Well, let's, and let's, the thing, let's clarify this though too, because didn't Tulsa want you back and you were supposed to go to JUCO and then come back if you got everything? That that was that was the intention. That that yeah. was the intention and what I wanted. And um, they wanted you back. So that's something I, a lot of people don't know that. It, I, I, I guess that, I, so. I don't. I I think they They may have communicated, but I can't say at the end of the day they wanted because I'll get to that part. Um, I'll get to that part here very shortly to, to answer Tevin's question. Because um, I think the reception is, that it's not uncommon. Like, I, what I did was very reckless, but it's not uncommon. And on the barometer of awful things and the situations of, of how things happen, it is a bad thing, but it's not something that's uncoverable where I was considered untouchable yeah. by other places. This, yeah, this wasn't like a law-breaking theft or something. Right, something. right, right. This was that the dude, the dude, like, God, he really did. Maybe he really doesn't care. Maybe there's, I'm sure people were like, maybe there's really something wrong with this. Like, maybe there's really, and probably people to this day think, maybe there's something wrong with that kid. Because he, what I did, it was reckless. Like, it, it was reckless. Um, so I still was wanting to play. But again, I, I this happened when I was in a cast recovering from ankle surgery. 
terrible timing for wanting to play sports. So I was still saying I wanted to play, but I need to play right now and I need to produce stats. Maybe I can get, maybe, maybe now I can trampoline to one of these big schools. Maybe now is my chance, selfishly thinking this, maybe now is my chance to balloon to one of these big schools and trampoline. So I, but I need to produce some stats. And the way to produce stats right now is to go to junior college. And I had a very naive thought about junior college too. So I, I did do a year of junior college. Um, yeah. And I mean, you played well, you played really well at yeah. junior college at New Mexico, right? I, I, I played well on half a foot. I, I think I, I have a picture I can send you and I don't know if you can put it on here, but I have a picture of my foot. That's like probably September one. And, and my foot is not well, it, it looks like it could be hanging on by a thread. Um, it, it's very, it looks surgical still, but I was still, I played on basically half a foot, but I, I still was able to produce cause I just wanted to get those numbers to get the heck out of junior college. Cause what I thought coming in was not <laughs> what I thought when I got there, I literally called my mom. I landed in Lubbock, Texas. I thought tumbleweed was a thing just on cartoon. Right. Like I saw tumbleweed for the first time in my mind. I'm a minute. I'm from Plymouth, Minnesota. My, my parents, we lived right next to Providence, like Seven Greens. I go to Target. I go to Benil. We go to Ridgedale. We go to Mall of America. I, I don't go. I'm not. I don't really go too far yeah, out. Country. No. So when I saw Tumbleweed, I was shocked that it was a real thing. Like, <laughs> shook. I called my mom by the time I got there and got in my room and said I wanted to come home. I was like, I, I want to come home. But she, again, being my mom and the strong person, she was just like, you decided this. Um, this is not, not you, you, you decided this is where you wanted to go. Unfortunately, this is the situation you are in. You just have to get out of the situation to make another decision. So that was my framework from day one. So it was get out. So with, it, it was just get out of there. Yeah. Um, because it was not what I thought it was. And I was playing on half a foot and still producing. Um, and even like after the season, I went on spring break, I went back to the University of Tulsa. Um, I went back and talked to the coach. So I think what I, what I envisioned, what I, this is what I thought. This is my mind. <laughs> uh, naive Armand. He gets, he gets the boot. He comes back. He gets to play. Like they, they offer him a scholarship. He's received back, um, and it's okay. So I like I do. I go back to Tulsa. I don't know. I I, I planned a little visit back to Tulsa. And even when I got there, like I didn't get it. The feeling back, like coach was like, "Come on back." Like that's not what I got. I I think I got more of a calming like. Hey, I'm I'm glad you're doing well, and, and we're very happy for you, and we're very sorry you did that because we would love you here. But like, hey, like, I, I, that was more the feeling. Um, but had but I had I did have other schools going after uh, coming uh, at the time. I had other other schools um, at the time that I was going to. Um, who who and was reaching out? Old Dominion at the time, like. I originally committed to IUPUI, um, but they wanted me there like on the summer and I had, was coming from like, so I had went from Tulsa, got the boot, moved to JUCO within a month, finished JUCO, 
then I went to IUPUI and I, maybe I had like a, a class to finish up and they wanted me there like that summer. And I'm like, well, I have a class to finish up. And they were just like, all right. So I was like, wait, okay, I guess. Good thing I didn't <laughs> sign anything or I would really be mad right now because that, that's kind of how it was. It was like, well, I have a class to finish up. And they were like, well, we want you here like January 1st. And I'm like, well, I have a class. And they were like, well, okay. So, right. So then I went to Wright State, took a visit out to Wright State. And I, I thought it was great. I'm like, okay, I guess I can. Uh, here's what I thought. I'm like, listen, this is the time. This is a time of enlightening for me. Yep. Armand, you have been ridiculously reckless. Yeah. In not handling your responsibilities these past few years. There are now at this point only a couple people out there that are willing to extend a chance because there are people out there that are just flying straight, bro. Yeah. <laughs> like, and, and shout out to those people. And, and but there are those kids. They don't have to take a chance on me. But God willing, I was very gifted in basketball, where they saw a glimmer of hope. When that sense, well, maybe with that glimmer, he can transition here, and I appreciate that to a little bit. But I got to a point too where it's like dude, you, you don't have too many of these out here. Like, I, you aren't able, you aren't Armand coming out of, like, Benil St. Margaret's a couple state championships, hardware. like, you aren't that guy anymore, unfortunately, yeah. because of the life that you've done here. So I went to Wright State, and I'm like, well, Shane, let's start over here. Like, this is, the, this is a perfect start over place, Ohio, Dayton, Ohio, perfect place, perfect start over. And, and that's where... Um, that's where I start, like that's where I started over. I made some met some great people out there. Um, that's where I met my fiance, and I still met um, one of my best friends to this day. I, we we talk. People hate our relationship because we literally talk in the shower. We talk while we're sitting, we're taking shit. Like we we talk literally every. We we talk all the time. Um, but I I met great people out in Ohio. I've made great relationships. I have a fiance now that. Um, I met at Wright State, and like, I mean, what, what, what else do you, what else, what else could I ask for? No, no, and she gave you a beautiful baby girl. So I mean, right. It, it, to go along with your already beautiful son, you got, you got an amazing family, and I want to get into that too. Um, but let's finish up. So the college stuff. Then you end up going after a pro career after all that. You go yeah, play, yeah. And your first yeah. spot is out in the Czech Republic, but that's when you have your other Achilles injury, right? Nope, London. Nope. London. London. So okay. I go to London. So again, after basketball, again, I think this whole time, all I wanted to do was be a professional athlete. I wanted to go to the NBA. That's all I wanted. Yep. But then as you, as you understand, and as you play a little bit, you can understand, Hey, like they, there's something that they like and, and maybe you're not it. But as you understand this country and this world, like you can find your fit anywhere in this world. So with basketball and a sport like basketball, there are other places where they enjoy the game just as we do. Um, and I think even more so sometimes. So I was able to extend my career um, when I played. Yeah, my first trip was in London. That was, yeah. you want to get into, go ahead. Well, I mean, I, I, I just wanted to talk about how, how man, like, we, we had these conversations off camera all the time, me and you just right. talking. And, and and I mean, like you said, from day one, since high school, since you were probably 15 years old, to you, NBA dream, that was a huge realistic dream mm -hmm. to you. Mm -hmm. And unfairly to yourself, you did yourself a disservice in a lot of ways due to maturity. Uh -huh. 
you hindered your chances of accomplishing that dream. Yep. So then you, in a way, we have talked where you said you settled to play overseas. And then when you got hit with that injury again, it was so hard for you to, you know, keep chasing it because you, you got to the point where it's like, man, I, I just really want to start a life back home yeah. and yeah. be around people I care about instead of being in places where I feel alone. And you know what mm -hmm. I mean? So, some people right. paint this beautiful picture of overseas, but you've told me like, man, it's not, it's dope at times, but it's not yeah. dope to have your whole right. life be put on hold for months and months. And I, and I say it, it's, it's, it is, it's fantastic. It is a great lifestyle. Like it, it, it is a great lifestyle, but lifestyles are specific for what people are looking for. Yeah. Um, I, again, understanding myself, I like interaction with people. Um, I was still afforded a chance to play. So I signed a contract in London with a brand new team. Um, they, they, they like goof my visa paperwork. It takes me a minute to get out there. I fly in on a Saturday. Um, I have a game. Um, I have a game at like 7 p.m. I fly in Friday and I'm supposed to land Saturday morning in London. Okay. I land at like 11. I take a little bit of a rest. Then I go to this game. Okay. I play the first half, and European basketball is exactly different as they say it is. Like, I get called for, like, my first two possessions are, like, travels. Travel. <laughs> just like that. Start of my career. Travel. Late, on a plane. I'm just on a plane this morning, coming from Minnesota. Travel. Get your ass out back. <laughs> so, second half, I think I had, like, maybe four. I don't know my stats. I had a couple points going into halftime, so I'm finally getting my rhythm. I'm like, okay. First play of the second half, my teammate gets a rebound. I have the guy at top. My teammate gets a rebound down low. I cut to the left wing. My point guard gets it at the top. He hits it ahead. I take rip through one dribble, bang. And I look back by the ref again. I look at the ref and I say, oh shit. I literally, literally, oh shit. I'm on the ground. And I look at the ref and I'm like, oh shit. Like, I felt like I got kicked again. Oh, no. I know I didn't get kicked. And I'm just talking to myself, oh, God. Like, okay, just get up off the ground. Like, get up off the ground. Get off the ground. Don't cry. Get up off the ground. <laughs> Keep your composure. Don't cry. Get to the bench. Maybe, maybe you just pulled it. Because you're not, maybe, maybe there's a chance. Maybe you just pulled it. This is the first play of the second half. And... I get to the bench and I touch it and I go, I'm like, oh my. And I just, I touch my Achilles, my left Achilles. And I'm just like, there's a hole. Like if everybody touches you, I hope when everyone listens to this, touch your Achilles right now and you feel it's nice and tender and it's a nice smooth muscle. Well, I had a hole in the middle of it and it was <laughs> flat. So I'm just like on the bench, like I just tore my Achilles again. I, I literally just tore my Achilles again. And weren't they trying I, to do surgery was, out there on you? It was, I, the same, uh, it was a different one. It was the other one. Other one? Okay. So I'm really like, this is when I'm like, God is real. <laughs> God is real. God is real. God is real. There, there are certain things that are out of your control that you don't. I have trained all summer. I have done. I, this is, I'm getting cooking. This is my dream. So, yes, I tear my Achilles, and they're like, okay, yeah. This is when I understand NHS. 
people understand NHS very differently. I've had a personal, very one-on-one experience with NHS. It's great that everyone in the country has healthcare. It's very great. When I got my Achilles surgery, I get there and I'm like, okay, I'm going to go to a sports doctor. I know Dr. Boyd. He's been, he's, I know, we, we know all the doctors in Minnesota. Yo. <laughs> I, I, I actually send a Facebook message to my old trainer from Tulsa. Hey, you'll never believe what happened. Just tore my Achilles again. Might need some help finding a surgeon. This is before I even get to the hospital. Because I'm like, okay, they'll put me. They're like, okay, well, the process is like we put you in a ward. Then you just wait your turn to get the surgery. What the hell is a ward? And how long am I waiting? And how, yeah, how many Achilles <laughs> surgeries are they doing where you got to wait your turn? <laughs> right, right, wait, wait my turn. Like, last time I went home, they said, hey, come back. They start the pre-op. They said, what do you mean, ward, wait, what? I don't even have a phone at this time. Like, I, I just land. Like, my plan was to land, get your phone tomorrow, get it set up, da da da, da. And I'm like, I, I don't have any. So I, I didn't know that I had anxiety at the time. So... I'm like, wait, you're going to put me up? I don't have no communication. I, I, I just got here, and then I have to wait. And, and then who's doing the surgery? Like, who is the person doing the surgery? They're like, well, we'll put you in a cast. We'll do you an MRI. Come back. Luckily, like, I had just a partial tear. It wasn't a full rupture where I just casted it up. Um, I just casted it up and came, like, I just casted it up and it healed itself. But that was, like, the, my first experience. Like, day one in London, like, your your life and dream, you're in London, you tear your Achilles, they want to put you in a ward for a couple of weeks, and then you get surgery in two weeks, and then you're, yeah. How long was the recovery on the second one? I feel like it was a lot shorter. I want to say like four months. Let me think right now. It happened, what, like September? It happened October, November, December, January, February. I want to say by March or April, I was probably. And then since there wasn't surgery on the second one and they just allowed it to heal naturally, did you mentally feel like less confident in that one as opposed to the one that had surgery on it? See, as like, uh, I feel like I even went to see somebody at Tulsa, like a sports psychologist. Because mm-hmm. as you have to trust your body or you, they say you re-injure yourself. Right. You, they say like when you injure your ankle, you can't limp or else that overcompensates your whole other body and you can have ailments from overcompensating. They, they talk you through it and it almost scares you to death. <laughs> um, so that is like step one when you step on the court is like you can't. If, if you cannot be scared right now, you right. have to trust like you have to trust the doctors, you have to trust your body, you have to trust what you the work that you put in. In addition, like say your couple prayers to God, and you have to trust that everything you did, you're not gonna do it again. Because I wasn't a player that I, I I wasn't I already wasn't a high flyer, super fast and super strong. So I already couldn't that, those are seconds I couldn't give up. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I couldn't be like that on the court. So I, I didn't have that fear. Um, just was super sore after shit because your your body is just just sore but that is like the number one thing is, is i i do say it, like that helped my recovery in these injuries is just not having that fear of re-injuring because i think probably it was more i was ready to go and, and mm-hmm. ready to start playing again and ready for sore 
normal and get back to life and, and let's start proving stuff again. I was more ready for that. Um, that helped me a lot, but no, not not too not too worried about re injury. Because it was like I, I never tore my ACLs either, so I'm like, this where how who whose first injuries are two Achilles? <laughs> so I'm like, so I'm like, this is this isn't. I don't think my body's. I don't know what it is. I'm like, I don't know what it is, but it's like this is something. This is something else. You know, another thing I want to get into, um, because we talked about your pro career, and I mean, the biggest reason you leave is you want to do that family life. You wanted to be back to your son. Yeah, yeah. And, and one of the things I, I've known you now, man, ten years, dude. It's it's crazy to think about how long we've had our friendship, and um, it. it you, I never see anybody light up the way that they do when they're with their kids, and that's how you've always been. I always tell people I admire how good of a father you are and how oh, proud man. I am of you settling down and, and finding out right. you guys. She used to be your tutor, and then you somehow locked her down. Like, it's a cool right. story. Um, right. you, got, you got her to go from, man, this dumb motherfucker to, <laughs> well, I do. Somehow. Like, somehow. like some, she, asked, she used to have to listen. And she, we were really, like, we were always really good friends at Wright State. Um, great friends. And she wasn't even my specific tutor. Like, I had a different tutor, but we were always friends. But our, yeah. the friendship was, like, really just friendship. Like, we were really just friends. We liked the same music. We loved Kanye. We loved shopping. We loved drinking, going to the bar. And she just so happened was really smart and could help and get done with some of my work. <laughs> but, but, like, she was still one of those people, like, I'm not doing it for you, bro. Like, I'm not one of them. Right. Like, this, and I'm sure she probably even, like, I, I'm sure, I haven't ever asked, but I'm sure she might have even, I don't know, maybe she even maybe Googled, but she was just like, she made sure, like, she was not one of the tutors, like, oh, let me just do your homework. Oh, she was not that. She was just yeah. like, I'll help you and I will teach you for sure. And she is a great teacher and a great helper. Um, but yeah, she was definitely like, yeah, bro, like, you got it. Like we, we can grab some we can grab some yag and some coronas and we can drink and, and we can do it, but like I'm not doing it for you. Right. And that was like our relationship in college too. And because at the time it's like too, we were doing our own things. Like we were living our own college different lives. And and that's why I think our, our friendship it started as a friendship. We were both doing with other people. We were dating other people. We were living our separate lives. I think she was going for probably second or third degree at the time. <laughs> and I was going for uh, just just to get out of here. Just I need to get out of here. I'm trying to go hoop. Like, I'm trying to get back to the money. Like, so we were on separate lives. Um, and our paths crossed again when I was in London. This is my I, favorite I, one. This is my favorite story. <laughs> Let me I tell remember you, you. I remember you hitting me up like, hey, man, I think I'm finally going to get her to said, stop being just my friend and become more than friend. And right. then you on the ground sleep on the floor. No. <laughs> so, yes, I'm like, so this is a kid, like, London. I had just tore my Achilles. Like, oh, this is awful. I'm lonely. Hey, so I'm her background too, because she's doing her master's or her doctorate. She's over doing there. her PhD. Yeah, she's doing her PhD, PhD over here. She's doing her PhD in London. Like just, just she's in London doing her PhD. I forget about this. And I'm, I'm in Birmingham. She's in London. It's an hour and a half train ride. And I tear my Achilles. I'm wanting some Chipotle. I get homesick. I'm depressed again. I, I get very depressed when I'm hurt. Like again, people who are like around with athletes, like you have to respect wives with athletes you have to give them the utmost because it's like 
athletes, they're they're we're a lot to deal with. Like we are, we can be babies. <laughs> yeah, we can be babies. Like we we need to be loved on and rubbed on, and and I am very much like that when I was hurt. Like and especially by injuries, I'm like, oh my god. So I needed some Chipotle. I needed some like to be around some friends. So I'm crutch and I train down to my. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to see my buddy from high school, from college. Like we were both doing our own thing at the time, but right now, maybe she's not, I'm not, or I, whatever. Um, I'm going to see my buddy down in London. So I get dropped. My coach drives me, and he's going to like scout a game, or he's going to dinner, and then we go to the Copper Box where they had the Olympics. This is like the total opposite side of London. And again, this is the same girl who will not help me with no homework, wouldn't do no homework, wouldn't he? We never, like, we never, I don't even know if we hugged in college or kissed, but we were just really buddy. We were just homies. She takes a train out to, like, the other side of London. I'm on crutches and a boot. This girl has me crutch from East London to West London <laughs> to catch a train. And London is not handicap accessible. <laughs> they still got like cobblestone and I'm crutching and I don't have like a merit. I have the crutches, like the crutches are up cuff crutches. Yeah. <laughs> this girl has big crutches. Won't call. I have, I have, I had money in my, I had like a little bit of money. I'm like, we can call an Uber, a taxi. <laughs> she won't call. I'm like, I have money to pay for this stuff. But no, this is the same girl. We're crutching East London and West London. She's what? Well, this is this. This is this. I'm like, great, great, great. We go out to eat. Cool. We go out to eat. We go to a great place. She's vegetarian. No, we don't go out to some great place. We go to fucking Chipotle. Because <laughs> I wanted some Chipotle. So I go to London Chipotle. I'm in heaven. I'm like, oh, I could really get another one. This is the same time like the Vikings are there. So we like crutch around. And she takes me to, like, self-fridges all over the place. I, I go all over, we're crutching around, having a great night, friend, buddy in another country. We go to, like, a hookah bar, nice hookah bar. We both get sick. <laughs> like, she throws up on her shoes. No. This isn't, this isn't the first time I've seen her, like, throw up on her shoes. Like, we've been throwing up on each other since college. Like, getting, <laughs> drinking and going to bars. and Like, we've been throwing shots. Like, we've been doing this. So, Whatever. So I'm like, okay, night's in the perfect, Armand, you know, like, I don't get a hotel purposely thinking like, oh, my friend will at least stay like, well, who knows that'll happen? <laughs> there you, I mean, at this point, you're going through it again. You've crutched all over London to see Bro, it. You got I'm, I'm, I'm not saying like that's, I'm not, and I hate to be like, oh, Armand did that. Like, no, like, but we're, this is like, your relationship goes through stages and, and who knows if you're both grown, like what, what are the limitations? We're both grown and adults. We have a little bit of money. We're both living our lives. Like whatever, who cares? What happens happens. Right. Let it happen. <laughs> I purposely don't get a hotel. We go back to her like apartment flat. <laughs> it's like a student housing thing. And I'm like, and at first she doesn't ever, she won't admit it. She tried to let, she tried to make me stay in like the lounge gaming area. She tried to like rent that out for me for a night to let me stay down there while she stayed upstairs. <laughs> she, so we went up to a room and she's like, oh, 
And I'm like sitting on the bed, like, okay, looking like I don't know where I'm gonna sleep in this little mother. Like, I don't know where I'm going. The bitch, she's like, oh, like, let's walk downstairs. And then there were people in there, and she was like, oh, well, this is where you were gonna stay. But I like don't, I just like let, let it go. And I'm just like, did she just say I was gonna stay down here in this gaming <laughs> lounge with a foosball table, the TV? Like, this is the lounge of the student building. <laughs> what? <laughs> But there are people down there. Thank God for those people. <laughs> so we go back upstairs. And I'm like, okay, like maybe, okay, fine. She's not into it. Fine. I can go sleep on the other side. Like I'm, gr- I'll sleep on the other side of the bed. Whatever. Like, <laughs> whatever. I'll go home tomorrow. Whatever. This was a fail. No, 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 no. We go back. Over. This girl starts making me a pallet on the floor. <laughs> Bro. When I tell you, I was like a pallet. Armand has never slept on a pallet on nobody's <laughs> floor, man. Armand has never slept on a pallet on nobody's floor. And here I am, a professional athlete, grown, hurt. It's my friend. Fine. My friend is going to put me on the floor. Oh, this girl's crazy, man. This girl's crazy. This girl's crazy. So, like, after we leave, I don't even know if we... We didn't talk for, like, a month after. Yeah, I already know how fish you were. Forget her. Oh, man. We we didn't talk for for a while after that. We didn't... (laughs) Long story short, she's the mother of your child. Right. Long story... Yes, long story short. Yeah, long story short. She is a great mother to my beautiful daughter. And we're going to be getting married and living our happily life. Well, she's still trying her. to put me. I mean, she'll still try to put me on a pallet to this day. I guess that's just who she is as a person. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's talk about Maddox and Harper real quick. Your, For your, sure. your son and your daughter, and and I'm gonna talk too because I know you also coach AAU, and then I want to talk mm-hmm. about your new financial firm thing you got going on too. So I want to yeah. know, yeah, your rundown on what you're doing outside of basketball, well, professional basketball, and what you're doing now. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, my life now, again, has matured into a life of two kids and a fiancé. So so I, I don't get, as a lot of people saw, Armand living for himself and doing a lot of things for himself. Um, I don't get, or I don't want to do that anymore. Well, you're definitely um, number four on the totem pole now. Right, right. When I became a young dad, like, it, it does, it scares you a little bit because, like, for a moment, you have to, your life flashes through, like, you've gotten to this point, and now you've created a life, and now you have to actually get that life. While understanding life and death at a very young age, like, you have to get another life through this thing. So yeah. that that scares you a little bit. Um, and I think that is the perfect point on when, I guess, a lot of the great, great, and more movement in my transformation is came and Maddox being brought into my life. I mean, because he is, I mean, a great kid. And I mean, being a young dad, like you want to provide everything for your kid. And I think that went a lot with basketball. Like I, knowing, again, a lot of friends and buddies, like I, I didn't want to live my life with having a kid at a young age through FaceTime. Like I, I will never forget. I missed my kids' first steps because I was in London playing. Um, and I didn't want to be a dad out of his son's life like that. I didn't have that as a kid. Like, again, I just told, like, I call my dad to this day. 
hey dad, like, yeah. hey, I need you, dad. Like, hey, uh, can you pick this for me? And, like, I still do that to this day. And I think that was the example that I had as a dad, just always there. And I couldn't rationale that for my, for creating that for my son. Um, so I didn't want to like live my life missing other things. Like as an athlete, you already miss huge milestones. You miss every holiday and more. Um, and, and I didn't want that at all for my life. And Maddox helped transform me and start having me think of other things other than myself in life, other than Armand's life and what he wants to do. Um, he was a good transformation and, and he is a great kid. I mean, I'm mad. that's my buddy, man. That, that's my yeah. buddy. He is one of the, uh, I tell him and I, I, I not want to brag on my kids. I, I do love my kids and I think they're very special. He is one of the smartest kids that I know. Um, this kid, like you ask, like he, he doesn't give you a surface answer. Like mm -hmm. if, if, if he asks you a question or if he asks you wants an answer, like he gives you a very detailed answer. And, and I love the kid for it. Cause for me, that just means like his mind is just, it's thinking more and elsewhere and forward. And I mean, what, what more do you want as a parent than your kid thinking forward and, and, and having a forward mindset and a thought? You know, um, the, the, the thing that I, that always impresses me though, is how, I knew you before, like it really set in being a dad and everything. Yeah. And you're a very impatient person, person as am I, <laughs> but to see you with a child, man, it, it's like light switch on and off, like completely different. For person. sure. That stuff is For sure. very admirable. It's awesome to see. And you're just very, very good with kids, man. For sure. I mean, I, I am, I have a hairpin trigger. <laughs> but not with children, man. No, 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 actually, yeah, no, no, my, my patience is, is, is very, very thin. But for me, it's like one, you create a life. And I tell, I tell my fiance, and I even told you this, I'm like, you, you realize once you get older, like life is hard. Um, creating a life is one of the hardest things that there is to do on this planet. Like, it's not easy. It's not it's hard. Like there are a lot of people that struggle with it. And, and when it happens to you, it kind of, it, it rearranges your thoughts a little bit because you realize like it happened to you, but it didn't happen to them. And you hear about people struggling so that it, it puts you in a very, like you, you just get in your element a, a little bit more about it. Um, and when you realize like you create a life, like what, like don't you want somebody to be patient as hell with you? Like, don't you want somebody to be overly enjoyed with you? Isn't that what we're all looking for is like somebody to be overly happy, overly like enjoyed by your presidents. Isn't that like what we are all striving for? And isn't that what we want? So I guess for me, it's like, I, I did, I, I, I had a pretty damn perfect life. Like I, I did have a very fortunate and great life. So I would be doing my kids a disservice if, if I gave them something less than what I have and if I didn't give them more. If I didn't give them more than what I that would be a disservice to everyone. And I guess having a kid is like you realize what 
what do you have what else do you have to do but to be patient and listen to this story that's gonna take 10 minutes listen seven-year-old stories take five minutes to get out and <laughs> they take five they take five minutes but unfortunately like you created that like that's the life you created like you created a life where you have to listen to these stories and if you listen to them they're actually fascinating they're 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 fascinating stories like the perspective that kids have is crazy and people always want to like discount like their perspective but because they don't want to listen to it because it is winded and long but if you listen to it you're just like damn like oh like, I, I, I you kind of have to be like oh I, I did create that like that that was pretty good man um <laughs> but they definitely i mean it, it they are winded and they are trying time like literally i i don't know what we've been on this how long have we been on this about an hour I, I've been telling you, I, I am having, I have a one and a half year old baby girl right now. And she is, I, I get the best of both worlds. I get a son who loves everything. I, I get the best of both worlds. She has been not napping the past, like, since this quarantine thing. And I think that's her voice when I just heard her. Okay, bring her here. You want to bring her here? Yeah. I guess baby girl's coming for a little bit. But she hasn't been napping for like the past like five weeks this quarantine thing and it's driving me up a freaking wall bro it's <laughs> i like it's driving me up a freaking wall um but like this is uh, this is what i this is what i created like what what else am i supposed to be doing right now um like what else am I supposed to like what else like this, I, I created a, a life and I have a one and a half year old she gets all my attention like oh, and yeah. that is the life and that's what you become when you do have kids oh yeah oh yeah yeah so tell me a bit about the, the AAU coaching and how you're going to be doing because you're yeah. going to coach Maddox too but you say oh, sometimes the, the fun thing that I want to talk about the dynamic of you know how to do it you have all this knowledge that you can give back but you're also dad. Right. He's like, eh, right. dad, I don't know if I really want to listen to you. Already. I get yeah. that at seven. I get that at seven. And I tell you, it got serious the other week. He, he, he watches Steph Curry and he wants to do this floater. And he says everything works. I'm like, hey, I'll just block that. And he tried to tell dad no. And I'm like, bro. Uh, this oh, Harps. Come here. Come here. This is, uh, let's see if she'll cooperate. You say hi. Um, and I'm like, bro. I will swap that four houses down the street if you don't listen to how dad says it. Because that's how serious it gets. Um, you'll get her a snack. Like, that's how serious it gets, like, for us. But I do coach AAU right now. Um, I did start saying I would never be a coach. I didn't want uh, – it is, coaching is hard. The patience it takes to coach is, like, you have to have it. And I don't, or I didn't. Um, but now I, I love it. I, I love being able to give that knowledge to these kids who are wanting to get to where you want. And there's no better way for me to do that than to give them firsthand knowledge. Um, it's funny. It's like the people and the, the kids that talk, the people that talk about these Minnesota people or athletes are people I've played with. And I've been teammates with a lot of them. So it's funny they talk about them and it's like, well, I can give you, I can give you Rodney Williams playbook. I can give you Royce Rice playbook. I can tell you how, how I can tell you a lot about these guys. 
And now it is my chance to give them this knowledge. Um, so I, I do coach with one of my best friends, um, or one of my good, not good friends. He's one of my good friends, Marcus Hill. He has a great program though, the Minnesota chill. He has offered me the opportunity to do that. Um, that's why I appreciate the hell out of you guys and him, because you guys are offering me opportunities to give my knowledge to other people and share that. And I guess as you get older and as you go through this thing, it's like you figure out that's kind of all that you want to do is just share what your knowledge with people and with people that will listen. And you guys do a great job of giving us these platforms to do that. Um, so I do coach in the summertime. Uh, I usually coach the older kids. I always said I didn't want to do younger kids. Um, I coach um, the old – I do am coaching an eighth grade team now this year. Sorry, Hopper is messing me up now. I told you, man. She wants – you want this? No, nope, she doesn't want that. Um, she'll tell you what she doesn't want. <laughs> um, she'll, she'll for sure start telling you, uh, I have to take that, but I am going to coach an eighth grade team for him this year. We have a great solid team. We're actually partnering with, uh, I think the sizzle. So we are under the un under armor umbrella. Um, just excited. I have a good age group. Like this is the age where their basketball and sports get serious. Um, this is where like you see the separation kind of of the ones that do maybe want to be the elite type of players. You do start seeing that separation now. And he has a program and has had the players in the past that we have a great team this year. So if, if this thing ever gets started, I'm going to be looking forward to it. Um, but this, the, the whole COVID thing has shut down our whole spring for now. Um, but even with Maddox, like I, I, I do want to coach Maddox because unfortunately, Hey, it, it's going to be hard to trust these coaches out here, just understanding and seeing what a lot of these guys are doing. Um, and just, I had a great high school coach being John Moore. Um, and it's hard to get coaches to understand. He was very instrumental in helping me get D1, you, I can't, I'm not going to lie to you. There are some high school coaches that are out here that do not want to help and don't want any part of association or they want to be the go-to and the driver of that person. Um, whereas like maybe AAU coaches may have more of a knowledge in that area, but you may get some of these programs where high school coaches want to be a good driver. He was actually a good asset to have on our side. He, he did a lot of great and assisted us perfectly with getting us set up to the next position. Um, so extending that trust to one of these coaches out here is going to be hard for his age group when he gets there. Um, I don't know if, uh, I don't know if I'll coach high school, but I'll definitely be coaching like his AAU kids or AAU age. Um, so that'll definitely be fun and keep me, keep me going here. Like my dad did uh, growing up. Um, yeah. Well, tell me about your financial thing too. Yeah, yeah. So just started a, a financial uh, investment company um, with some family. Um, right now, we're into the stock market heavy, of course, with the properties and everything going on here. We have aspirations and probably will be venturing at some point into that direction. But we're just getting off the ground right now. We have a pretty good portfolio. I mean, I don't even think we've been a month in yet. Uh, yeah, we haven't even been officially. We've been a month open officially but have just been actually having assets and everything trading now for probably under the last 15 to two weeks and i mean of course right now is a perfect time to be getting um getting into other and using other asset vehicles that are out there 
uh, my family has decided to open up this company company and get into the stocks right now uh, or the stock markets using a lot of those vehicles on the market um, because that that's what I did after 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 basketball I mean I always said and had a the background and experience in the financial world. I mean, my dad had a lot of backing there. And then even my high school coach too. I will never forget one of the trips we took to Chicago. We went to the Chicago Stock Exchange and that was one of the probably eye-opening things for me at the time. Um, Cause I've just always had, what's up? I've just, <laughs> I've just always wanted that direction, but with basketball and with that industry, they do of course want to see a lot of, uh, uh, they want you to have that experience in there. And since my focus at the time was basketball, I backed myself pretty much into a corner there. So I'm working a little bit backwards in um, going about it this way. And I, I've been at it for a couple of years and I've had some great success with some great returns, I'd say. Um, personally and now with more uh, of some family backing now, I've been able to attack uh, more, more, um, more industries out there and more vehicles and hopefully get this thing churning. Uh, who knows one day? Who, who What's the name knows? of the company again? It's uh, both family holdings, both family, both holdings. family holdings. Yep. Love it. Love it. Yep. Yeah. Well, AB, I appreciate you coming on the show and telling us everything that's going on in your life, telling us your oh, journey for sure. for and, sure. and really breaking down the Tulsa stuff. Cause I, I mean, everybody always asks us that story and, Exactly. I know, yeah, I know you, yeah. you never really told everybody the straight no. truth. So I appreciate you clearing up everything. And I, I'm proud to see the man that you are now. And you're oh, just, it's really cool to see. Oh, man, that, that's much appreciated. I thank you guys for having me on here and, and definitely giving me that platform. Because, again, as you understand, I think we talk about it all the time. I mean, I, I, that is what I've been working back against for quite a while. Um, I mean, it. It, it, it yeah, it, it's been easy just having the relationships that I built with people and people really understanding the real person once they get to know me. But unfortunately, I do understand there are the people that want the quick read, yeah. um, that that do like the quick read sometimes, and and that is the quick read. Once you type in our battle, I mean, it's, it's not a common name by any means. You are going to get the link to someone's dismissal, and I think too, we have a bad outlook on on people's trials i mean everyone has trials out here and i think that's one thing i've noticed as i've gotten older too is is everyone has their trials like every single person but it's always about the response and not everybody gets this platform that you guys have provided me with to let them know like what the response has been i mean it, it i'm sure from the outside looking in it looked ugly there for a couple of years for for the kid I'm positive it, it looked pretty shaky from the outside looking in, but I mean, I, I'm never, uh, now I've grown to understand, Armand, you don't need to boast anything. Like I, I, I am not one to toot my horn anymore, but for the people that do know me and, and you do know me close, I think you guys are able to say that, man, the kids had a pretty successful successful life i mean he has a successful life and has a pretty good uh outlook going forward and i appreciate the close ones understanding that those of you that are close i really do appreciate you guys yeah great life great family you got a good good foundation there and, and i'm 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 excited to see you know your kids grow up 
and see oh, how, for you, sure. how you mold them into the people that the, the great people I know they're going to be and for sure. not letting them make mistakes that you made. You oh my God. Teaching right. reality. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So that, that's, exactly. that's awesome. I'm, I'm super exactly. excited. And I appreciate you coming on, man. No problem, man. Thank you guys.